We said that if a woman brings into a marriage, she's bringing in a field that she is going to get back if the husband dies or they get divorced. She'll get back the field regardless of the value of it went up or down. She gets back that exact field. During the marriage, the husband can benefit by eating the fruits of the field or selling it, but the field is owned by the wife. If she dies before him, then he'll inherit the field. What happens if during the marriage, the man writes to his wife, he writes that I have no legal claim or devarim or legal argument regarding the Malog properties. As if to say, I want nothing to do with those properties. Says the Mishnah, she can, he can still eat the fruits during her lifetime. And if she dies, he'll inherit it. So how could that be? He gave up all the rights to it. The Mephoshim explained because he said properties. That means the property itself, but not the produce. And he said, your properties, meaning while well, it's yours, but if she would pass away, it's not hers anymore, then he'll be able to inherit it. If he, he didn't mean to give up those rights. So why did he write that for? Why did he write that I have no legal claim or argument regarding your Melo properties? The answer is, He meant to say that if she sold them or gave them away, Kayam, the transaction is binding, and he can't take them back from the purchaser. But he never meant to give up his rights to the fruits, or that if she would die, he would be able to inherit it. Here we're going to see where he did give up the rights to the produce, because he wrote that I have no legal claim or argument regarding your below property, or regarding its produce. He's clearly saying, I don't want the produce. Now, how is it? now is not going to be able to eat the produce while she's alive because he explicitly gave it up but it may say but if she dies he'll still be able to inherit the field because that he never gave up now according to what we just said since he wrote that i want nothing to do with the fruits he's not allowed to eat the fruits but the Behuda says, the Omer Behuda says that even though he wrote that, and he won't be able to eat those fruits, but Laolam Ocha Peri Peros will always be able to eat the produce of the produce because that he never relinqu- relinquished. Why? He never relinquished the produce of the produce. In other words, let's say she went ahead and she sold the produce because he couldn't eat it. And from that money, she bought land, and now he has the right to the produce of the new land. And if you take it a step further, he can eat the produce of that of that pro, of that produce, and so on and so on. Until he writes, "Din that have nothing to do with your malo properties, or their fruits, or their fruits, fruits ad olam forever." Since he's writing forever, now he'll never be able to get any produce from the resulting from that field. Let's see, he went even further. He said, I have nothing to do with your your pro, your field, your Molo property, or its fruits, or its fruits, fruits, in your lifetime, or even after you pass away. Now, says the Mishnah, he won't be able to eat the fruits in her lifetime. And when she dies, if she dies before him, he will not be able to inherit it because he wrote in the Mosaic that he wants nothing to do with it even after she passes away. But the Mishim Gamil or Mishim Gamil argues, says no. Even though he wrote that when she dies, he'll have nothing to do with it, 
still he will be able to Yerushan, he will be able to inherit it. Why? Because that stipulation that, that he will not have anything to do have anything to do with the field after she dies is a stipulation against the Torah. It's a tanai against the Torah. Why? Because the Torah says that the husband inherits the wife. And any stipulation you make, any tanai you make that goes against what's written in the Torah, to know about though, the stipulation is voided. And the Rav says that the other opinion holds that it's he agrees the other opinion agrees to that concept that if you make a stipulation of something that's against the Torah, that stipulation has no meaning. But why can't the husband inherit then? So the Rav says because the other opinion does not hold that it's a biblical rule that a husband inherits the wife. It's only a rabbinical edict.